Welcome to Two Girls in a Grape, where we attempt to learn about wine one bottle at a time. I'm Drea, and Martinelli's apple juice was my gateway drug. Gateway drug to what? You're about to find out. Oh, no. <laughs> they do have really cute bottles, though. It, I mean, it's tasty as fuck. It would probably kill me now, but... Wait, are they the little, like, they yeah, look, they like, look an like an apple? Yeah, they look like an apple. Yeah, and they're glass. I have a few of those, and I use them for, like, little, like, a vase or, like, little... A vase. A vase. A vase. 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 <laughs> Vice. Who the fuck I'll are put you? you in a fucking vice. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm Jules, and apple cider donuts are a seasonal favorite of mine. So, in case you couldn't tell, we're fully into fall. And this episode, we're continuing with our season transitions theme and highlighting a cider from our friends at Casa du Metz Wine in Los Alamos, California. Wine adjacent, cider is a fermented alcoholic drink that is traditionally made with apples. And for full transparency, Drea, how do we feel about cider? Um, she not a fan. It's, it's, <laughs> you know how I feel about mimosas? Oh. Yeah, it's a little like that. It's just okay. like, why? Why? But I am, ex- I do love a Casa du Metz, so I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I do I'm, love a cider. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think because I'm British, cider's like water. Like people, like you drink cider all the time. That's racist. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Oh my God. She's going to go there with nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I grew up drinking cider. So like alcoholic cider. Just as a wee child. Just as a wee child. A wee babe at my mother's nipple. Cider came out. Cider came out. Uh, What would have come out of her nipples? Cider. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Wow. Uh, But yeah. This is a. Entirely different podcast. But I have been known to, if we go to a brewery, because I'm not a huge beer fan, if they have a cider, I'll get cider. Because I do enjoy a cider once in a while. So, Um, so, you know, that was our full transparency of, you know, how we're going to taste. I do like ciders. Drea does not like ciders. So stay tuned. It's going to be good. But before we get into all of that, let's kick off with our reoccurring segment, Cheers and Jeers. Jules, what are you cheersing and jeersing? I am cheersing to fall vibes in the mountains. So the cabin is starting to look very festive, fallish. Like the weather's starting to cool down a little bit. Um, the trees are looking amazing. So I am digging that. We get to kind of have both. We still get to be at the beach and get to go to the mountains. Girl, I ain't going to the beach right now. Well, I'm not going to the beach today because it's raining. But I mean, you're in a sweatshirt. I'm in a light flannel. Yes. As one does. It's shitty here today. It is very. But I love it. I'm like living. I want it to be like this, this all weekend. This 75 and sunny bullshit is not accurate anymore. I love it so much. I'm she here does. for it. Okay. Why are you jeersing? I'm jeersing to really expensive pumpkin patches that have popped up as like Instagrammable moments instead of it just being an actual like, pumpkin patch with, like a corn maze and some kettle corn and like fun stuff. It just feels like everything has to be a trend now. Everything has to be like Instagram worthy. And it's annoying. Yeah, these bitches need to watch It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like the true spirit of Halloween. I don't know if I've seen that. Wait, have what? I seen that one? What? I think I have. I can't. I can't. This is, and our podcast has come to an end, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's been a good run, everyone. What are you cheersing to? Apple season. 
So it is apple season uh, here in San Diego. I'm <laughs> really excited. I am so I love apples. Um, which oh, is, yeah, I do. I didn't know that. I love apples. I love. But you don't like cider. Hmm, interesting. Re- weird, right? But yeah. I like. I love a fresh apple. We live not too far from Julian, California. They do their apple days during this time of year, so you can go apple picking at their orchard. You know what they don't have there though? Apple cider fucking donuts. But they have apple pie. There is a dearth of apple cider donuts in this state. And it's super frustrating. Rob has to bring me back apple cider donuts when he goes to Chicago at this time of year. He brings me back a six-pack from this one very delicious place. And they're so good. Well, maybe Hot Rob will be a friend of the podcast and bring us both back apple cider donuts. He will if he goes... I mean, he was just in Chicago, so I don't know if he's going to go. But I did last year towards the end of this season, I'm remembering... Someone up in Idlewild clued me into a place around there that does proper apple cider donuts. So I'm going to put that on my list of things to do in October, November. Ooh, I like this. You know, because I have so much time to go and do that. You do. You have time. You're nothing but time. Nothing time but is time. flat circle. So apples, cheers to apple season. What are you cheersing to? Um, it's a similar cheers to yours, actually. Like, when did fall get so people like, I like fall because this is the start of hibernation season for me as an introvert. Like, I get to stay inside. There Light are, her candles. There are warm, AC running. There are warm beverages. There's, like, fun stuff on TV. I get to read all my spooky books. But it just seems like kind of like the pumpkin thing. Like, fall is super trendy now. Everyone's like, oh, fall, fall. Well, fall fashion, pumpkin spice lattes, blah, Listen, blah, 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 blah. I was a basic bitch before these basic bitches, and I'm not here for this. Well, it's not basic bitch anymore. Now you're trendy. Or am I mainstream? Oh, oh God, what's Even worse? worse. Ugh, grim. Oof. I need to go drink bye. Okay, <laughs> that's your cheers and jeers for this episode, everyone. For this episode's show Wineigans, I'm putting Drea to the test because this bitch has done nothing but talk about pumpkin spice season for the last month. Basically. I love a pumpkin spice. It was still very much summer in San Diego and she started talking about pumpkin spice. I was manifesting. She loves a pumpkin spice latte. And although she does not, to my understanding, buy one at Starbucks. So the la- I can tell you the last time I bought a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Okay. It was football season of 2019. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Before times. And it had already been like two years. And I got one on on a drive up to Berkeley with my dad for a game. And I was like, oh, this is not good. But I do make my own. She does like to make her own at home. So I make, you know, I've got my espresso machine. I've got my brown sugar oat milk creamer from Trader Joe's. I got my pumpkin and my pumpkin pie spice. And it is delicious as fuck. I made myself one yesterday afternoon. So for (laughs) Shawinigans, here's what we're doing. We're playing a game called The Spice is Right. I like it. I like it. Hot Rob came up with the name when I told him what I was doing. Well played, Hot Rob. And we're going to do a pumpkin spice latte versus the internet. Things you can buy on the internet. So we're going to take the cost of a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. And we're going to pit it against different products. And Drea has to guess if that product costs more 
the same or less than a pumpkin spice latte. Do I get to win a jet ski if I'm right? No. Oh, that's upsetting. All but right. you do get to just be the winner of the spice is right. <laughs> For the purposes of the game, we are saying that the cost of a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks can vary from $5.75 up to $6.75. Jesus! Yeah, it's expensive. It's insane. Absolutely I not. <laughs> I know. So I'm going to give Drea the product, and then she's going to tell me if she thinks it's more or less or around the same price as a pumpkin spice latte. Okay, got Drea. it. And I, I haven't seen any of these. She I, has not. I made this, this is, list. This is her sweet revenge for that fucking white wine quiz. Correct. <laughs> that we had to go back on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Drea. Yes. Product number one. A wine a little, laugh a lot, reusable wine gift bag. Is it less than the price range for a pumpkin spice latte, more or around the same? This is a trick question. Because Why? I feel like if you're going to home goods, it's around the same. Okay. Is that your final answer? It's around the six dollar mark? Sure. It's around the six dollar mark. It is not. It's four ninety nine. It's less. It's less. Okay, what internet site are you getting this from? Amazon. Oh, fucking Amazon, right? Man. And I didn't do all of this from Amazon. This go. This is around the internet. So. This is impossible. This is the stay, impossible. Stay task. with me, everyone. Stay Ugh. with me. I was set up. She was. She was not <laughs> set up. Please. Set up. A bottle of Dumont Organic Rosé. That's more. Correct. It's eight ninety nine. I know because I buy <laughs> at Trader Joe's. I was kind of a gimme, kind of a gimme. All right. Are you keeping score? Are you keeping track? I am keeping. Score. Okay, just checking. A head massager back scratcher combo pack. That's less. Correct. Mm, no, not correct. What do you mean, not correct? It's five ninety four, so it's like right in between the range of a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, see, but I'm operating on the high range because where we live, you know. And I would get almond milk or oat milk, so that brings my range. Okay, up. so fine. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you that one. It's all fine. Right, all right. <laughs> a four pack of organic bath bombs. Those are more. Nope. Three dollars. What? Yep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a bath with those. I'm just gonna be completely honest. What? I mean, listen, organic. It's gotta I'm be not good. buying it. I'm not. That's GMO fucking city. This right one there. is especially for you. Oh, God. A set of 100 dinosaur stickers. Oh. <laughs> Wait, are they big stickers or are they little stickers? Are they like medium sized stickers? Like, it comes in, like, four sheets, and there's 100 stickers. The same. $2. What? Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, I need to buy those fucking stickers. Second <laughs> <laughs> of all, okay. that. <laughs> Here's one for the Silver Fox. From World Market, Okay. there's a set of two doubled old-fashioned glasses, and they're called Wynn Emerald. So they're an emerald color, but they're called the Wynn Glass. Oh, those are fun. More. Those are more. Incorrect. What? 
$5.96 on sale right now. Oh, but they're on sale. What's the normal price? It was about nine dollars. Okay, but they're on sale. I don't know. I think I get half credit. Okay, I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you half credit for that. I'll highlight that in a different color. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I love you a latte engraved coffee spoon. The same. Less. Really? Five dollars. Wow. Mm -hmm. Also Amazon? Also Amazon. Apparently I don't shop enough on Amazon. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. <laughs> it's very <laughs> random. A toilet light with motion sensor. The fuck, Jules? <laughs> so it's an LED toilet bowl nightlight. Is this for Rob? Is this for Hot Rob? It could be for anybody. Um, an LED toilet bowl light. Oh my god! Motion sensor. Yeah. More? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Nine ninety five. Wow. But not right. much more. Not much more. No. I so mean, that's this money is showing well spent, people apparently. that you can get a lot for your fucking money that you're spending on your pumpkin spice latte. I'm oh, listen. I don't think I've bought a coffee out in oh, forever. It's got to be at least two years. Like, I don't buy coffees out for this reason. Okay, here's another. Here's like, a, definitely since the pandemic, I have not bought a coffee. I out. have. Once in a while, I go out and get a coffee. I mean, listen, I make 10 cups a day. And then oh, I usually. Oh, yeah, no. And then I usually have an espresso. I only have one. So. In the evenings. <laughs> my budget my budget can't handle it. Okay. From Crate and Barrel, the Aspen Red Wine Glass. It's a stemmed wine glass. That's more. By 20 cents. Still more. 6.95. Still more. <laughs> Although with your fancy oat milk and stuff, it you don't may use, be Don't a use my lactose intolerance <laughs> against me. <laughs> okay. How about an from Crate and Barrel also, an olive wood cheese spreader? That's less. It is. It's only three ninety five. Oh, I have that cheese spreader. Do you? Yeah. <gasps> that is amazing. <laughs> Okay, how about a rose gold compact mirror for your purse? That's less. Nope. Really? Yes, yes it oh, is less. Okay. It is. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Got ahead of myself. I was like, girl, that's straight from Amazon from China. <laughs> a 12-pack of craft paper wine bags, like gift bags. 12-pack. That's more. Bags are expensive. Less. It's only three ninety nine. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. I need to stop fucking around and get those on Amazon for yep. sure. Christmas okay. be coming. I'm gonna give you two more. A set of two Spanish recycled bar glasses from World Market. Those are more. Nope. They're less. How much are they? Four ninety six. Are they on sale? They are on sale. God damn it. We gotta go world market. We have to go anyways. We need to go. True. Okay, last one. I'm gonna make this a, a good one. A wine air pressure pump bottle wine opener with a foil cutter. 
So it's two products. That's more. $6.99. Good job. Okay, one more. I feel like I, one more. I feel like more. I really excelled with the wine products. Okay. A my dog and I talk shit about you cosmetics bag. Like in those little yeah, zipper bag. Cosmetics bag. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's less. Correct. It's $4.99. On Amazon? Yep. Yeah, I need to get that. <laughs> all right, so, so dinosaur gonna, stickers and, and dog bags. I'm going to send her the links for all these things. Okay, so let's tally it up. Drea got one, two, three, four incorrect. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine correct. And two were halfsies because they were on sale. Halfsies. So you did pretty good. All right. But moral of the story, kids, the spice is right. You can get a lot of things for the amount of money you're spending on your pumpkin spice latte you really can you really can you really can i make think you kind of knew that though oh yeah i mean that's why when i make them at it, home when you put it in black and white it's a little like oh yeah maybe well I so i used to get coffee out all the time like at least three times a week and oh, pre-pandemic that was one of mine kuka saying we would walk to a yep. coffee shop almost every day because working from home it was kind of my way to get out of the house yep. exactly interact and socialize with people and i'd spend five dollars a day on like a latte yeah, and then I think and then post, the pandemic hit, and I was like, "Oh shit, gotta I start making stuff at home." Post pandemic, though, I went out like once, and I was like, "I'm sorry, how much?" Absolutely not. There's that too. Yeah. So, so your shenanigans for money. this cider episode, everyone. The spice is right. Good job, Drea. Thank you. For bottle number sixty-four, we are featuring. Sonia and Greg's Cider Factory Lover's Lane Apple Grape Wine um, from Los Alamos, California. The price point for this wine is around, well, pri- price point for this wine slash cider, cider wine, is around $35. The ABV is 12.5%, which is... That's nice high for a cider. For a cider, yep. Okay, so this this makes me hopeful. It's a little more... That you're going to enjoy it. A little more on the wine than the cider sign. Side sign whatever and this bottle is a collaboration between sonia and greg um who are married uh greg brewer uh of brewer clifton wines fame um collaborated on this to make this delicious cider that we're going to try today and i think they do one every year right like it's a project that they do every Mm -hmm. year yeah they started it i want to say the first one i tried was four years ago Four or three years ago, the label has changed. The name of it has changed. They've kind of evolved. Very cool. So uh, before we start drinking, let's talk about what's in the bottle. Uh, So like a cider, this one is made with apples in the traditional way. uh, And the split is about two-thirds Movedra and one-third Newton Pippin apple cider. Very particular. Apple, I like that. Right? Cool. Um, I wonder if that's just a popular apple that grows in that region, or if that was specifically chosen for for the flavor of the apple cider. I was reading that a lot of ciders are made from these Pippin Newton okay. apples or Newton Pippin apples yeah. or whatever. Also, okay. there's just fun fact. There's a dog in our neighborhood named Pippin, and he's real cute. Anyway. Um, are so, you talking about Pippin across the street? No, there's another Pippin. Pippin um, across the street for me is a tripod. Oh, no, Pippin from Elm Street is... Nightmare on Elm Street. Looks like a little fox. Oh, that's cute. cute. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, we digress as per usual. <laughs> so Move- back to Movedra. So Movedra is um, is a native of Spain. That's where it comes from. It's a black skin varietal that has been grown in vineyards all around the Western Mediterranean for centuries. And today it is widely planted in Spain, France, California, and South Australia. Very specific. Very specific. The grape variety likes warm, dry climates and has small, thin-skinned grape berries. Thick-skinned uh, or thin-skinned? Thick-skinned. Oh, did okay. I say thin-skinned? Yeah. yeah. Well, she can't read today. Uh, thick-skinned berries, which is a winning combination for making wines with intense color and high tannin levels. Uh, also, it's going to make it really durable for our ever-changing climate here in California. Movedra is known for its herbaceous and what is often described as a meaty distinct aroma Hmm. these qualities make it a great grape for blending like the famed gsms from paso robles so grenache syrah the m is the movedra Uh, in spain and france you often see it blended with carignan or senso uh so carrying on last night i love a good carignan Mm -hmm. we haven't have we done one of those i feel like maybe we have i don't know it was a carignan blend we should we should do more we should do stay tuned stay tuned uh single variety wines of movedra are not particularly common in spain or or in france i have seen more and more of them pop up though in the united states and some of these more experimental um avas like santa barbara and paso robles and so as curiosity of the average wine consumer increases more and more producers are experimenting with this particular varietal so now let's have a few fun cider facts with jules fun facts with jules we're working on I think Rob did a we're really working on a jingle everyone we're we we say we are anyway we'll get there (laughs) Uh, anyway, both wine and cider are the results of fermentation and made from fruit harvested just once a year. Oh, so is there like a cider season? Like there's a harvest, like, is there like a cider season, like a harvest season for winemaking? Yeah, I would imagine that the harvest season for cider would be in the fall, harvesting the apples. Oh. And then they make the cider. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? We'll turn into a cider fan, yeah. The more you know. And it turns out that cider drinkers are gender balanced. According to Michelle McGrath, who is executive director of the United States Association of Cider Makers, women account for nearly 50% of U.S. cider drinkers as opposed to 31% of craft beer drinkers. I could see that. Hence my little thing when I'm like, when we're at a brewery, if there's a cider, I'll get a cider. And my thing where I'm like, get your triple IPA out of my face. I'm not impressed. Seriously. Apples are a member of the rose family of plants. Who fucking knew? I did not know that. I did not know that either. That's fascinating. Along with pears, peaches, plums, and cherries. What? They're all a member of the rose family? But I will say like... It kind of makes sense when you think about the flat, like how they flower. Oh, like and cherry the scent, blossoms, the peach them. flower. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. The science of apple growing is called pomology. I, I like, like that. It. I think that's cute. <laughs> it takes about 36 apples to create one gallon of apple cider. That's a lot of waste. It's a lot of apples. What I'm thinking like the core. The skin. The skin. And now I'm curious about cider making and how, you know, we talk a lot about like how vineyards, is an vineyards ecosystem. are biodynamic yep. and they reuse things and they repurpose things. Now I'm curious about what they do with these apples because that's a lot of apples. You would think too, like that would be good livestock feed. 
Probably. Maybe. Maybe. I like it. Do we have any farmers who listen to we the podcast? We need to know. <laughs> if anybody knows what happens to those apples, please let us know. Uh, at last count, more than 7,500 apple varieties have been identified worldwide. Damn. More than 2,500 varieties are grown in the United States, 100 of which are grown for commercial sale. What happens to all the so other... What happens to the other ones? They go I wonder making if, stuff? Are, are those those like freaky little tiny like apples? We have an apple tree at the cabin. Do you really? Yeah. The does, little tree that's out front is an apple tree. Does it give apples? It does give apples, but unfortunately... Are they crab apples? Um, the squirrels tend to get them before... Fuckers. Yeah. Our neighbor, Christine, was like, last year there were three apples, but the squirrels got to them. So it's a little baby tree. And also because we're not there, she tends to walk... Like, she'll take care of it. She waters it and, and does things. But, you know, I'm not there to, like, nurture it to life. Maybe I should just move to the mountains. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. The Newton Pippin apples that are used to make this cider were the first apples exported from America in 1768. To America or from America? From. To America. From. From. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because they're grown here. Because some were sent to Benjamin Franklin in, in London. London. Yes. Like, but Benjamin Franklin. Okay, anyway. In 1730, the first apple nursery was opened in Flushing. Flushing or Flushings, New York? I think it's Flushing. Is it Flushing? I think so. Uh, Pilgrims planted the first U.S. apple trees in Massachusetts Bay Colony. And archaeologists have found evidence that humans have been enjoying apples since around 6,500 B.C. Would you say 6,500 B.C. or 6,500 B.C.? What would be the correct way to say that? Mm, Apples and oranges. Apples to apples, same thing. Six and one half dozen the other. Exactly. A bushel. <laughs> a bushel. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the region that this cider wine is coming from. So as Jules mentioned, um, this cider is coming from Los Alamos in Santa Barbara, in the Santa Barbara wine region. So Santa Barbara County offers an intense variety of microclimates and terrains, resulting in one of the most diverse grape-growing regions in the world. The valley runs an unusual east-west rather than north-south, so you get both the coastal Santa Ynez mountain range and the interior San Rafael range within that single region. So you're getting everything from hot, bone-dry to those cool Pacific breezes, Um, You're getting everything from steep slopes and hills to flat valleys. Seven federally sanctioned American Viticultural Areas, or AVAs, lie within the region of Santa Barbara County. Um, Santa Maria Valley, California's second oldest AVA, is located most north with a distinct climate and soil. Santa Inez is the overlaying AVA, which is then broken down into sub four AVAs, um, which include Santa Rita Hills, Ballard Canyon, Los Olivos, and Happy Canyon. Oh, Happy Canyon. I, I like love it. Happy Canyon. I also happen to have an actual viticultural area map. Look at that you. We'll post on our Instagram for you to see kind of where um, all the different. Um, Vineyards are, are that specifically Casa du Metz tends to pull their grapes from. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And 
on that note, Casa de Metz partners with grape growers in the county that are specifically influenced by the Pacific Ocean. So that's really their jam in terms of a grape. They source from three primary valleys, all in the coastal growing region um, that open wide directly towards the ocean and really get those foggy mornings, sunny days and windy afternoons. That's the sweet spot for grapes that they're picking. Um, of these important par partnerships with growers, winemaker Sonia says, I'm fortunate enough that wonderful people have dedicated their resources to farming vineyards in the greatest growing region on earth. Of course, everyone around the world who grows grapes will say the same thing. And of course, everyone is right. Do believe the hype. That is why tasting wines from around the world provide such unique flavor experiences. And I, re I really love that. I love mm -hmm. that she is a winemaker who's really embracing where she is, um, but also really reminding us that wine is about the place, right? Mm -hmm. It's about the place. It's about And different people. places can have great wine. Exactly. One doesn't necessarily need to be better than the other. Um, so I, I love kind of that philosophy. Um, and let's talk about Sonia a little bit more as a winemaker. Um, she started her Casa de Metz journey in 2004, and the initial goal was to produce a Pinot Noir from the best grape vines in the region. Starting in 2016, the Casa de Metz label began producing one singular Pinot Noir from the Santa Rita Hills. And what I love is that she really took her time as a winemaker and wanted to, to get it right and wanted to really grow those relationships and work on that craft. But she also wasn't stagnant because right. I think she started out with this idea, but decided that she could expand and do other things too. So today, Casa du Metz is the overall umbrella for three distinct labels, which you know uh, um, supports your point here. This includes the Clementine uh, Carter label and the Feminist Party. So the Rome varietals make up the Clementine Carter label. Um, and their principal multivarietal blend is the Feminist Party GSM. Which is excellent. Yes. And their merch be real cute, too. It is cute. Have we, do have we done the Feminist Party on the podcast, haven't we? No, I don't oh, think I we have. We did. Or did we? We have to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> or we need to drink more. <laughs> Por que no los dos? So, in an interview with Shout Out LA, um, Sonia said... Wine is the compl complex interconnection of art, craft, science, vision, beauty, human intervention, dedication, grit, weather, landscape, water, to create a product that allows us to pause, take a moment, and reflect. I always say alcohol is the byproduct of wine. Understanding the challenges and honoring the systems while seeking integrity, honesty, and purity is how I approach my work. Everyone has a philosophical understanding that guides their work. I approach each day with the goal of improvement, pretty simple and very complicated. And I will say, first of all, Sonia was a journalist to begin with. And is so a gem an of a human. Excellent writer. So the way she speaks is a reflection of how she writes too, but she also is truly such a good person and such a sweet person. She's in the tasting room every day. She'll give you a hug when you walk in. Like she's just very warm and she's very kind and she's very enthusiastic and passionate and she's just freaking awesome. And all that I, I think comes out her. in the wines. Yeah. You know, um, 
So about the Scyther in particular, she is called Scyther a transparent medium, which I think is such an interesting description. I'm, mm-hmm. Now I'm looking forward to really diving into this bottle a, a little bit more, um, claiming that it readily absorbs anything you add to it and lightens the perspective. So uh, she has done ciders from local grapes like Grenache, Gruner Veltliner, just to name a few. So uh, this one, again, is the Movedra, and it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. So should we get into it? Let's pop it and then lock it. Pop it and lock it. We're done. Okay, so let's go ahead and crack this bottle open. Uh, again, most of your ciders are going to be like a pet nap. They're just going to have that crown cap. So we're literally just... Yeah, bottle, like a bottle opener. Popping it open. Pop it and lock it. So, Jesus. <laughs> so we, we have popped and locked everybody and poured. Uh, so let's talk about the color. What are you seeing in the glass? Peach. Like yeah. peachy color. Yeah, it's... Re- I it's mean, beautiful. It is really beautiful. It's like... If a pink lady apple and a cantaloupe had a baby. Oh, yeah. that's such a good it's, description. It's like the color of sunset. It's really it's gorgeous. a rose gold almost. Yeah, like it's a true rose gold. Really, really pretty. So it is gorgeous. It's appealing to the eyes. All right, how about the nose? Now, Jules has told me, and again, full disclosure, I don't drink a lot of cider. It's not my favorite thing. That you tend not to have a lot of a lot on the nose with these, right? Well, I just don't think that you really do a lot of like on the nose stuff like you would with wine. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. I, I sh- don't know. I don't do cider. I've done a couple of cider tastings, but they're more just like taste. The I mean, cider, I just shoved like, my face in it a bunch. Yeah. So uh, there's does. definitely like a little bit of a funk to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and then you said some so like sourness, sourness, yeah, like, which you kind of would think about like. Drinking a beer like a sour, right? Yeah. Kind of a similar vibe there. But I will say, I do get hints of that meatiness that we talked about with a Movedra. Meatiness or meadiness? Like mead. No. Like steak. Okay. (laughs) Moving on to the taste. (laughs) All right. Should we... I really like I already tasted it I just went ahead and did it I she's really on her like third glass everyone it's, it's like it's fizzy like effervescent in your mouth but like a little more than even like a champagne or something like you really feel it like in your mouth kind of like it's like pop, that pop I, rocky kind of thing I think it's like that initial like uh carbonation but also the acid mm-hmm. that's that's just part of a sour right what else you getting? Uh, Sour Patch Kids. Yep. Like just that little bit of a where you kind of pucker your mouth a little bit, but not as severe as Sour Patch Kids, obviously. Said, and also not as sweet as right. one, a traditional cider or two, a Sour, sour Patch Kids, which to me is a very good thing. I don't like a lot of sugary stuff. So we're, I actually think we're pretty like similar in our reads. So uh, the first thing I got was apples oh she's starting to sound like me <laughs> oh get her out of her comfort oh, no. zone and she starts to be a basic bitch like the rest of us listen we've already established mm-hmm, that that's mm-hmm, who i am mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. uh yeah definitely you can get the apple um but i also 
picked up on that sour like candy note uh but i said trolley worms because that is my sour candy of choice and i had no idea what that was so she had to look it up and show me a picture they're fun they're cute um but i will so look listen i'm not typically a cider drinker this normally isn't my jam and i wouldn't reach for this but i can appreciate what it is and the craft behind it um i do think it's really well balanced like that kind of sour acid um is really well balanced with the fruit in this in this particular bottle and so it you know it's it's nice if i if i was a cider drinker this mm-hmm. would 100 percent be my jam and except it's, that i don't think that it would because if this isn't a traditional cider this does not taste like a traditional cider so if you're a cider drinker i don't know that you would be particularly in love with it well, and again, so I, full disclosure, dear listener, I'm not British. So my cider experience is like Julian hard apple cider. Like, I feel like you're drinking like crappy ciders. I mean, probably. Yeah, sure. I've done some cider tasting like up in Washington, the state of Washington. They're in the they apples. Have, they have cideries. Yeah. Like proper, you know, you go to the facility just like you would a winery. And it's pretty cool. And it's... That cider is super different from the cider that you're getting in, like, the bottle in the grocery store. As is this. So, yeah. So, yeah. But I I think it's, I mean, to me, it's well-balanced. She doesn't hate it, so that's good. Yeah. No, I I appreciate the craft and the care that's gone into this bottle, for Mm -hmm. sure. All right. So, let's talk pairings then. Jules, what are you going to eat with this bottle? I'm all over the place. Aren't we Literally. (laughs) So again, another theme. (laughs) A few things came to mind, and I'm thinking depending on like the situation. So if I was like having dinner, this would be like a roasted spaghetti squash with a fresh tomato sauce and some sausage. I think would be nice with it. Then I also thought, well, if I'm just chilling, I want some kettle popcorn, kettle corn, like fresh kettle corn, or. In the Midwest, they don't do this out here in California. They do like a roasted corn on the cob at the pumpkin patch. I told you we do it at the county fairs here. (laughs) I'm just telling you, I don't go to the county fair here, so I don't know that. I'm saying when I go to pumpkin patches here, they don't have the apple cider donuts. They don't have the roasted corn on the cob. They just literally have pumpkins and they have like some cheap ass cider and like some preserved bullshit yeah, because we have laws about serving food on a fucking farm and, like, cough and mouth Why? disease and it's shit. it's a fucking farm. Also, most pumpkin patches are not on a farm. Let's be honest. Oh, here? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, listen. Let's just... I am make the rules. I'm just telling you they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Drea, what are you eating? I am also all over the place. <laughs> so, uh, my first thought, I'm not even going to lie, was, like, a fucking hot dog. Like, like just, what's on your hot dog? Um, what accoutrements on your... Like, are you a ketchup, a mustard, relish, onions, peppers? I'm, I'm primarily a relish and onions person. No ketchup or mustard? No. Okay. But I do like a Chicago dog upon occasion. See, I'm firmly in a ketchup with a hot dog camp, which is very unpopular I was like, with the wow. Chicago crowd. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's also surprising. Also, I don't eat mustard, so. That's, yeah, I don't <laughs> either. It's gross. Because it's gross. Um, so, like, if I was in a more relaxed situation, like, there's some hot dogs on the grill. Let's do this. 
Um, but if I was doing a more formal dinner, uh, pork chops with... Which, let's be honest, she's doing a formal dinner. Probably. With roasted apples and fennel. That like, sounds amazing. So, I mean, I just think that that's also, like such a fall dish. Also, you could use some of this cider in... Yes. Like, the, the cooking, like when you're cooking things, like pour, like pour I would a little bit use in it, it to I carry that flavor through. I would use the cider to deglaze the oh, pan yeah. oh, from the yeah. pork chop. And get a little, a little bit, bit of that of, sauce. Yeah, a little oh, bit yeah. of that so goodness good. over everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so I'll what's, come over for dinner for that. Perfect. So uh, next time the the gents are out of town, <laughs> and I have a bottle of the cider. Yeah, well, you can work on that piece. Yeah. Uh, well, my wine club. Oh, perfect. So, so what is your situation for this wine? So my situation, honestly, I've actually had this cider before because it's I've been drinking it for years. Um, not. A lot, but you know, one or two bottles a year I'll have. I tend to go for it in the summer because I like it super chilled, backyard, like reading a book, just sitting outside where you don't have to like pay attention to what you're drinking. Like you don't have to be like really thoughtful about, oh, what is, what's in my glass and like what's on the nose and like you just like enjoy it because it's a nice hot day. Drea had a completely different take on this and i think too it's because i don't drink a lot of it so i'm like ooh, what's yeah. it's it's literally like fucking jack skellington like what's this what's, what's this? this uh but you know for me though this is definitely a fall bottle like just all the flavor profiles are reading fall to me and so this is something i agree that it's it's less of a formal bottle um, so definitely you don't want to think too too hard about it, right? Something that's easy. And so this would be something I would open up when I'm decorating for like Halloween. And I'm pulling all the shit out of the closet. AC is still on fucking blast because it's like 80 degrees outside. And I just want something cold because I'm sweating profusely in my fucking ghost sweatshirt or whatever I'm wearing. Because I want to be festive as fuck. So yeah. In our skeleton onesie. In my skeleton onesie. <laughs> Toby and I in our matching skeleton onesies. <laughs> All right, now entertainment because we had some we had some interesting entertainment reads on this too. I think. And for once, I did not combine my situation with entertainment. So this one, I was thinking like a movie in the park. So in the summer here in San Diego, into the fall, they do after like at sunset they start like a you know a family friendly movie in the park. I thought that would be kind of fun. Or if you are in the camp of like having an outdoor projector in your backyard, this would be like an easy one to just pour. Yeah, for, for that. sure. Mm -hmm. And it would go well with the kettle corn. Exactly. Done. Or hot dogs. Perfect evening. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I'm listening to Amos Lee. That's very specific. It's very, but I'm never like, that specific. But I feel like he's a real cider guy. I don't know why. I know I've seen him in concert a couple times but i know nothing about him as a human but i don't know it just strikes me as a cider dude he is on a couple of my playlists but i've never seen him in concert oh he's great so, he's yeah. phenomenal so yeah amos lee well, there you have it <laughs> two very different hot takes on this cider but that's coming out great. of los alamos that's why we're great <laughs> from casa de metz right and from so sonia and greg if they want to purchase this bottle where can they get it uh, you can definitely get it on the Casa Dumat's uh, website. You can order it online. It's still available. We checked today. Yep. They don't distribute it anywhere else. Um, so definitely that would be the place to go. If you're ever in the area, the tasting room at Casa Dumat's is so super cute. fun. It's 
there's a little um, like beer emporium attached to it. And then they have a um, restaurant, like a, you know, kind of like a kitchen counter attached to it. You can order some food. And the tasting room is very much. Um, got a great patio. It's got this great vibe of like, they do want you to sit and spend some time. They don't want to just like get you in and get you out. Right. And Sonia is usually there and she's amazing, like we said earlier. So highly recommend if you're ever in the area to stop in at Casa de Mets. Give them some love. For sure. You can also give us some love. Yeah, you can. If you are enjoying this episode, these episodes are general banter and charm. Please leave that five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a follow on Instagram at two girls and a great pod. That's T-W-O, girls and a great pod. And until next time, salutes. Oops, bloopers. Testing. Testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ooh, my wine says juicy. Juicy.